Hey there, Notorious Women podcast listeners, Lavetta here. This week, we actually had some scheduling conflicts and we ran into a little technical difficulty. And it being the holidays, we were unable to scramble to get an episode out to you guys last minute. We apologize, but uh, have no fear. We are actually going to rerun one of our favorite and most popular episodes, uh, Hitler's Penis. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to rerun uh, that episode. It's one of our most popular, popular episodes. And so we thought it'd be a little bit of a treat for you guys. Uh, But have no fear. Also, if you are a patron, we are also dropping not one, but two special patrons only uh, recordings. So uh, if you want to get a hold of that, just become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. You can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Notorious Women and become a member. If not, I think you will have a lovely, lovely time revisiting this episode and uh, we will see you next week. Thank you. We love you. Notorious Women out. She has a motherfucking bird on her shoulder. I for most of the movie. I'm gonna go try to see it this weekend. This is she's so good. Like, and I feel bad for the other actresses because, like, you're like, oh yeah, that's good, that's good. But then when you think about, they're not Allison doing Jane, anything wrong, right? No, but it's just such a great meaty, meaty role. Like, yeah, and and I think Allison Janney because she's been playing a mom on Mom. Yes. which is, is a show that I love. I need to get it's into so that. good. Her and um, Anna, Anna yeah, Faris. Anna Faris is so so good. Like it's so. I good. started listening to Anna's podcast. Yeah, it's fun. It's right? good. I like it she's a lot. So funny. She's funny. She, I, it's so funny because now she's all blonde, and I watch her on on uh, Mom. But for me, whenever I think about Anna Faris, I think of that scene in Scary Movie in the trailer when the scary guy is like, he's like behind the couch, and he's like bending over, and he's like on the phone. He's like, oh, I bet you don't know where I'm at. And she's like, uh, you're behind the couch. And he's like, oh shoot. <laughs> Because I'm a 12 year old child. You apparently. are kind of a 12. So I will. I, so I have fear of all things scary. I've never seen scary movie, even though I'm told it's just funny. It is so stupid. I know. It is so. I know. Have you seen Scream? Nope. Nope. Oh, so you may not get the references because right. it's a it's a Scream spoof. Like, basically. I mean, they kind of do like The Exorcist, too, but. It's like, it's totally like a, a spoof. Yeah. A and yet now it's like I watched Get Out. Like if it's a really yeah. good film, I will make Sal watch it's it first. So silly. Yeah. And then he can warn me and hold my hand. Yeah. I, yeah. So. Yeah. But it's I you like scary movie. It's silly. It's so like, and it's so dated now because they look so young. Oh my God. It, you know? And then I'm like, that's weird because I didn't get any older. Yeah. Huh. It's weird. <laughs> so bizarre i know that is weird when you when you remember watching something when you were a kid and you're like they seem so old and then when you're older now so when you watch it they're younger than what you are, are now doing? i know it's so weird. that's life life sucks no i'm just kidding <laughs> and so we move on yes we move on the ravages of time towards death but goodbye <laughs> Should we get started? Happy day. <laughs> yes, let's get started. Um, 
You're still sick. <laughs> We're never gonna get better. We're gonna get better. It's gonna happen. Oh, I'm on I the I'm on the week, drugs. So, I know. Yeah. I wish I was. I'm only on over the counter drugs. I need some. Good, I need a good shit. No, I went to the doctor and I was like, "What you got?" <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "He was like, I got you, girl." And I was like, "You the man?" What did he say? He said, "I got you, girl." <laughs> he really didn't. He's never going to listen to this podcast. Oh, my God. I would pay money is. to see a doctor say for you to be like, what you got? I got I you, think, girl. I think I probably said what you got. I think I was like, because they were like, I, this has been going on and off for a while. So I got like the chest X-ray. I got oh, wow. the shebang. I got some blood drawn. And he was like, yeah, your bronchial tubes are just like not oh. where they need to be. Oh. Um, so I'm not even sick. I'm just. Yeah. Inflammation. So I have the bronchial tube Advil. Oh. Otherwise known as a steroid. Oh, that sounds like you'd be nice and high. Hey, Levada. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so not that person. I love you. you. <laughs> I'd totally be a happy drunk. Oh, my God. I would be a happy I'm drunk. I'm the happiest fucking drunk. Are you? Oh, my God. Aww. I love everybody. Oh, you love everybody when you're sober, too. Yeah, but like really everybody when I'm a little bit drunk. What do you like on ecstasy? <laughs> like, I've never done. Oh, I bet you'd be I'd like. I'd probably be like, I would have sex with everybody. You'd so be trying to make love to yourself. Yeah, like, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm beautiful. I'm going to touch myself. So it's just awkward for eventually me too. So, you know. You would see people watching you and be like, get a room. Yeah, by herself. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Darling, I think you are first this week. It's my turn. Who you got for me? Okay, so today's woman is a very emotional one for me. Oh, okay. I am very connected to what she's done because she very much affected my childhood. I am not alone. A lot of women probably my age went, oh my God. Um, Her name is Lucy Maud Montgomery. Oh. And she wrote the Anne of Green Gables books. Oh. So I'm going to cry. Anne of Green Gables. I'm just going to preface before I continue. Love Anne of Green Gables. That Anne of Green Gables was, and it started with, I read the first book because I was like a book fair and I was 10 and my mom was like, oh yeah, you're going to love it. And I did. I ate it like candy. I loved it. I read it again and again. And then, um, or maybe I saw like the first installment because I do remember my mom, it was on the Kevin Sullivan movie, mm-hmm. was like on PBS and okay. it was starting. And my mom was like, you know what, Miriam, come here. You're going to like it. So I watched it and they had an episodes. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. First, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Because that's where I saw it at the library. I oh, rented yeah? the tapes. Yes. Or the DVDs or whatever they were. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I, I just taped them every time they came yeah. on. I would like, I had like 17 VHS versions yeah. and I would write Anne of Green Gables on. Um, and so we saw the first and then the book fair was like the next day or whatever so yeah. I, I sort of read and watched simultaneously and it just you know I, I, I'm not going to go into the Anne book so much but it was about a young woman in you know the late 1800s mm-hmm. who was a ban- like not a ban- I mean her parents died right right um, she's and alone she was alone when she was three yeah and she was given from family to family to family, terrified of orphanages. Right. And then finally, uh, a Matthew Morell brother and sister yeah. adopted her awkwardly. They didn't mean to. They wanted a boy. They got a girl. Um, and she was very, very smart. 
I'm saying this because I feel like as a young, for me, as a young woman in the 80s, early 90s, where, you know, figuring yourself out, seeing someone who you want to be being that smart and that self-possessed and that strong in character was the biggest influence was maybe I should say one of the biggest influences of my life and one of the biggest and and I think I'm not alone I think a million people will be like oh my god me too because (laughs) well for me I I love a spunky girl when I was little because I was a tomboy so I between and I love redheads weirdly I had a friend funny my husband loves redheads and I'm not a redhead I love redheads and so Annie was everybody Annie's spunky girl Annie was you know, my jam. Annie's like... If you were a redheaded orphan in the 80s, I was obsessed. Yes. yes. And Annie's like just so spunky. And then and then Anne of Green Gables is like, like you said, she's so self-possessed and smart. And like, smart, because yeah. that's what I mean. Like when I was a little girl, I was like, uh, everybody knows that girls are smarter than boys. What are you talking like it's about? Just, like, it's really obvious, you guys. Yeah. So yeah. any girl who was like spunky and like headstrong and smart... That's my girl. And so, yeah. yeah, And the fact that in the story, Gilbert, played by Jonathan Crombie, (laughs) probably still have the crush. (laughs) Of Um, course, you will always have that crush. Crying a little. I know. One of the things he loved about her and this very attractive, and I'm like 11 being like, ooh, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Loved her because she was so smart exactly. I mean, beautiful and smart that's huge that's a huge thing yeah especially for a little girl yeah. yeah and so there were times in my life when i'd see other girls sort of dumbing down and i would just be like i don't understand why would you do that that yeah. you don't have to do that and you know what some women feel like they do yeah and it's not it's i appreciate that that was out there in the world and how know, right how powerful what she did really really yeah. was um, her life, as we will see, was not okay. so bright-eyed okay. and bushy-tailed. Okay. Um, but there are, you know, I found, because I did connections, and I wanted to talk about her, because I, I just think the fact that she brought this amazing character, and she was also badass. She had to be to write it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and she went by L.M. Montgomery, because okay. she was a woman. Yeah. So, right. Uh, she was born November 30th, 1874 in Clifton, uh, Prince Edward Island, uh, which now is called New London, Prince Edward Island. Canada, right? Canada. Okay. Super Canada. We like the Canadians. Um, her mother was Clara Woolner Manchel. She died from tuberculosis oh. uh, in 1876 when she, at the age of 23. Um, Ma- they called her Maud, by okay. the way. So uh, Maud was 21 months old. She claims that her, this is fun, her earliest memory was seeing her mother in her coffin. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, poor Just baby. Just a quote. This Aww. is the quote. It's like, get your tissues. Oh. It's time for your tears, not your nose, right? Um, I did not feel any sorrow, for I knew nothing of what it all meant. I was only vaguely troubled. Why was mother so still? And why was father crying? I reached down and laid my baby hand against mother's cheek. Even yet, I could feel the coldness of that touch. Her baby hand. I know. Oh, the baby hand. Makes oh. you want to nurse the shit out of that baby. I know. I'm sorry. I just get the little this. fat little hand. Oh. Okay. Taking a moment. Okay. So she moved in with her maternal grandparents when she was, uh, um, and when she was seven, her dad moved west. 
Okay. So it was a, it was a weird relationship she had with her dad. Um, her grandparents probably took over. Yeah. Because he probably was grieving and... Yeah, and he's was, like, I got this little girl. I don't know. What I to don't do with know her. how to raise a child. Yeah, yeah there's no, they're, they're not expected. And a to little girl. I, I definitely don't know what to do with right. a little girl. Yeah, for real. In eighteen seventy, uh, six, seven, seven, something eighty, about. something like that. Eighteen seventy six. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. When she was around sixteen, she moved west to live with her father and his new wife. Oh. But her stepmom was a handful. Oh, I bet. I don't want to say the word bitch, but I'm getting the impression. <laughs> So, <laughs> You're gonna make me. I'm not. I just, I just killed the vetting. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> um. So that said, she a year later moved back. Oh, to, okay. To um. To Canada. It was actually Cavendish was okay. where her grandparents were, um, which so is English which Cavendish. is which was Avonlea, which was okay. her um changed the name i remember taking out yeah, the yeah, big yeah. my parents had this huge map and Aww. we pulled it out and we looked everywhere for avonlea because you couldn't google is avonlea real right. and it was not there Aww. um so but she loved prince edward island she had a very strong affinity for it which if you read the books yeah very yeah, clear yeah, yeah. right it's very clear um and had a lot of family but they were they were cold and she was lonely Oh, um, that's hard when you're growing up and you don't have a mom. And then, yeah. Yeah. She really felt the lack of a mom. Yeah. Uh, a lot. She felt very isolated. <coughs> oh, poor thing. She coped by escaping into her imagination. She nurtured this with copious amounts of reading and writing. So Anne is a very different character than she is, but there's a lot of connection to right. that. A lonely young girl. Mm-hmm. Right. Who, who became a reader and a writer like um and and survived through her imagination um her father through letters and just a few visits gave her a really strong sense uh that she was loved and wanted and important oh that's good yeah she she didn't have she was lonely but it seems just basically i I did a research in a couple of different places and it seems um she was she had friends. She was supported enough. Her father gave her enough sense of her worth. Um, but she was still, she was still not getting it. It's not much. like little women where she's got like a bunch of yeah, like built in sisters. Friends. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, she journaled aggressively as a child and she was happy enough. Essentially. She loved her home. Um, and she did eventually have friends in the community. So she was very part of her community. Right. And that was that was what got her through and kept her strong. And she really loved her childhood, especially as she felt it kind of moving away as she was getting yeah. older. Yeah. She began poetry and journals at nine, short stories in her teens. She published in local newspapers and then selling to magazines throughout North America. Wow. She was almost making a living at writing in her early 20s. Wow. <coughs> That's right? extraordinary for a woman. It's- Extraordinary for anybody, I mean, but especially a woman. She played with different pseudonyms, but she ended up with LM uh, to conceal her gender. Yeah, LM that's smart. Yeah. So many. It's sad. Yeah. <clears throat> In 1894, she completed a teacher's training course at Prince of Wales College in Charlottetown. Sound familiar? <laughs> yes. Even more so, she graduated from a two-year co- from a two-year college in one year. Sound familiar? Wow. Yes, that's exactly what Anne does in the book. Yeah. She taught. 
in schools she wrote and got published. She didn't love teaching, um, yeah. but it was like her, it was her day job. Yeah. It allowed her to write. Um, she was very sexy. She was considered a solid catch. Men loved her. She had lots of proposals. So she was good looking, accomplished, intelligent, <laughs> and making her own money. She yeah. was a boss bitch yeah. back then. She was a boss bitch. <laughs> yes, girl. Yeah. You better go. Um, so her love life ended up being very complicated. Oh, okay. So in 1897, she was secretly engaged to Edwin Simpson. He was a distant cousin and studying to be a Baptist minister. Okay. Within a year, she fell madly in love with this guy called Herman Lurd. It's a weird name. Um, and had a passionate affair. So she, the affair, supposedly she kept her virginity. Okay. Um, it was a huge thing back then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just you just yeah, didn't. Yeah. But she apparently also allowed him into her bedroom and closed the door behind them when everyone was else out of the house. I don't know how Ooh, they get scandalous. that information. Right. So, you know, it was one of those like, well, I'm tech. She's probably, she was a technical version. <laughs> and she was work. She was writing this. That's how we know this happened. She had, um, in her uh, journals. She has copious journals. Wow. Um, scandalous. I like her. I know, right? Yeah. Girls got to get some. Hey, yes. You know? Yes. Right? Even if it was just making out. She was making out back then <laughs> yeah. when it wasn't considered a thing. You don't do that. Wow. You you maybe kiss on the marriage proposal. Yeah. You can maybe hold hands. And that's a good and- tactic because then you, you weed out the guys who are, you know, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like overly religious and like proper but yeah. you know what I mean? But you also weed out the guy who just want to get laid. Like, right. Yeah. You know, so, but that must have been scandalous. Which was a problem. That's why I don't believe in waiting for marriage. Like, you know, you can make an adult decision yes. together to have that relationship, but Absolutely. don't get married just because you had sex. Yes. Back then, but that was huge. Wow. Yeah. Right. So she broke off her engagement and she also broke up with Herman. What? Oh. Her family didn't approve of him. This was, I was like, wow, that's so sad didn't approve and so she felt like she should break up with him i feel like it was one of those and then he died of influenza so i feel like it was one of those things that she broke up with him because her family didn't approve but eventually she probably would have tried to go back to him because she never the rest of her life she never got over him i wonder why they didn't approve of him i don't remember it was like yeah it was a family thing yeah Yeah. stupid and then he died of the flu and then he died of influenza She was heartbroken and she gave up on romantic love for herself. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So, which I wrote here, it's crazy because she defined my idea of romance and love in her books and she totally did. Yeah. She. Oh, she must have been heartbroken. It felt guilty because she rejected him. Yeah. And he died. And then he died. Right. Um, Yeah. That's a Victorian novel if I ever heard one. Right. So and now, there are others too that I didn't talk about. There are um, two men who proposed, and one William. Uh, William, I forget his last name. I didn't write it down. Obviously, um, they stayed very good friends, and they corresponded. Oh, okay. but she turned them both down, and she turned him down. Will wow. Will Pritchard. Will Pritchard. Oh, um, and he also died of influenza. <laughs> yeah, because this is what eighty eighteen. Wasn't there, wasn't there it was the like Spanish-American 1890s. war then? There's always a flu breakout after a war. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Because right. that's a, the Spanish American War. Yeah, yeah there's Spanish always war. Yeah. there's a flu breakout after World War One. I. I think World War Two they had gotten a vaccine, but there's always a flu. Yeah. I just remember that from Downton Abbey, of course, too. Oh, shut up. <laughs> from my solid education. I know. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know? I remember the essay on my AP test in history. I don't know why I'm telling the story, but I am. Um, I studied really hard. I wouldn't pay it. I didn't pay attention mm-hmm. until two weeks before the test. And I was like, shit, my parents paid for this. They're going to kill me if I do bad. So I studied really, really hard two weeks before. And I... I was diligent. I understood things. I was ready. Right. The night before, I was like, okay, they told you not to study the night before. I'm going to watch an episode of Quantum Leap. And that episode of Quantum Leap, he leapt back into something that was specifically relevant to the final essay question. And I got a four on the test. No. And I'm telling you that my education (laughs) that translated to a grade that assisted me was thank you television. Thank so, you television. You know, yeah, I'm a big it. TV person. Girl. Yes. They bake every day on that TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. You know the kids baking show? Oh my God. Kids bake. Anyways. Oh, that's right. Oh. I know. Oh, so Adorable good. little hands. They're so cute. All right. So she married a Presbyterian minister, Ewan McDonald. She basically, he proposed, she gave up on romantic love. And oh, so it was a practical. It was kind of practical. Yeah. Which, which back felt, then marriage was practical. She, yeah, she even though she made her own money, she always felt like a woman should be married. Yeah, it yeah. was hard to let that go back then. Yeah, because <laughs> what's she gonna do as a single woman? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and pro- I mean, she doesn't say, but she probably wanted children. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's how that goes. Uh, he wasn't very bright though, <laughs> so apparently they honeymooned in Scotland and England. How do we know he wasn't that bright? <clears throat> well. She wanted to visit the sites of famous authors. Okay. And he didn't know who any of them were. Mm. Shakespeare, Wordsworth. He didn't know, know who Shakespeare was. Not the little ones. Like the big, the big ones, ones. You know. Ooh, so, Wordsworth. He's like, oh, uh, isn't the guy that, that's the, the shopkeeper down the block? Wordsworth. Didn't he sell us the block of cheese? It was delicious. Right. So you can imagine this woman who's so Ooh. very bright. Oh, was it a good match? Huh? It was not a good match. Uh, she had three sons, but one was a stillborn. Oh. <coughs> the middle. Oh. Which, uh, that, that'll yeah. throw you. Yeah, I bet. Because um, the first one, you're like, oh, we're good. And then the second one, oh. Yeah. Um, her, uh, her husband battled mental illness, and oh. she did too. Oh. But hers was exacerbated by his. And I'm wondering if hers, and it became a problem as she aged, but... What, she had a stillborn in an age and a land where no one had a therapist, oh, a Prozac, yeah, uh, a conversation, a uh, get yeah. it together and continue to take care of your family yeah. and just put it behind yeah, you. You got to suck it up. Suck it up. Yeah. And so, you know, it, I, it makes me wonder if she really had a genetic mental illness or right. it was brought on by circumstances in which she was not. Maybe. Supported. Huh. Um, she believed it was her duty to make her marriage work. Yeah. She unfortunately ha- was unhappy in her marriage for the rest of her days. Oh. So, yeah. And pretty. when did she get married? Do you remember? Uh, like what age? The, uh, oh, I don't have that. It was later. It was maybe. 28. 24, 25. <laughs> later. later, you know. <laughs> it was later. Well, you only lived to be 40 back then. No, I'm just kidding. I know, right? <laughs> 
45. I know. Um, so this is also very interesting. So she completed Anne Green Gables in 1905. Okay. The manuscript was rejected by every publisher she sent it to. So she gave up. She kept it in a hat box until 1907 when she tried again. She secured a publishing deal with L.C. Page in Boston. It was released June 1908, and it exploded. She sold more than 19,000 copies in its first five months, reprinted 10 times in its first year. Look at that. Mark Twain wrote of the character of Anne, quote, the dearest, most moving, and delightful child since the immortal Alice. Wow. Right? So, so she sent it out, and they were like, yeah, right, no. two years. Eh. I wonder what made her send it out again. I don't know. It's a good question. You know? so I think that's a great inspiration. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, she wrote many follow-up books, yeah. uh, as was part of her contract. Anne of Avonlea, Anne of the Island, and yeah. a couple of that were not part of the... I didn't, I didn't write everyone, because I could just yeah, go yeah, yeah. on and <laughs> tell you about all of my favorites, but I'll slow down. Um, in 1917, she began her, in, um, she was engaged in five bitter, costly, and burdensome lawsuits oh. with Louis Kouis, Kouis, C-O-U-E-S, Kouis, Page. He's a dick. I like Kouis. Kouis. Because <laughs> Kouis sounds like the kind of man that would sue you. <laughs> right? Kouis. So he was the owner of her publishing house. Uh, Dick Elsie Page. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, he was a bully, tyrannical, with a ferocious temper. She received seven cents on the dollar instead of the 19 cents she was <gasps> entitled to. So they've been underpaying women <coughs> since right? they've been women authors. You know he thought he could get away with it because yeah. she was a woman. Women, seven cents <coughs> instead seven of... Seven cents. Instead of 19? Instead of 19 cents. Oh, my Lord. So... Yeah. They're, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big so, ass difference. Right? Huge fucking. I mean, just ridiculous. Especially if you're selling 19,000 in the first, what, five, five months? months? Yeah. That bastard. Super dick. So she switched publishers in 1917 when she yeah. discovered it. So in 1917, remember, it was published in 1908. Yeah. So that's nine oh, years later. Oh, because so, it's still popular, I bet. It's still super popular. I mean, it's still yeah. popular. It's still popular. It exactly. Never stopped. Exactly. Yeah. So when she left, he demanded she sign over the American rights to. Uh, the book Anne's House of Dreams is one of my favorites. Oh, hell I read no. Anne's House Kuis. of Dreams over and over and over again. Okay. Get your hands off my, my publishing. Get Kuis. your hands off my money. So he didn't own the rights to Anne's House of Dreams. He still sold them to Gossett and Dunlip to pressure her into folding because then she'd have to sue them too. And he, you know, more legal fees. And he was, quote, counting on the fact that she, he was a millionaire and she was not. That, so he really a was a bully. Like, why do this dude? A fucking dick. Wasn't a money thing. Like, no, he's a millionaire. He just wants to control her. Fucking put dick. A, he wants to put a woman in her place. Yes, that's exactly what he wants to do. Right? Bastard. So, nope. She hired a lawyer. She sued him and she won. Yes. 1925, the court ruled he owed her back pay since 1908. Yes. He tried to spread the rumor that because of her lawsuit, his brother died. As a bullshit. Oh he hated God. his fucking brother. His brother fucking hated him. His brother had left the business because he was such a fucking dick. And so, and then he had a heart attack at 52. But like, no, no. So he went on, he had her in court for how long? Um. They ruled well, in her favor in 1925. Were five, five different lawsuits. So the ruling oh wasn't. So I don't have this very yeah, specifics, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, it did take that long to get like everything. He's just trying to wear her down. Yeah. 
Ugh. Um, because he attempted to wage a harassment campaign against a beloved author, his business was severely damaged because Good. no author would publish with him. Boom. That's what I said. I wrote boom. Boom. <laughs> Good. Right. Um, he had like old publications he could re. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was it. Yeah. She killed his no his new reputation. Authors. So basically, yeah. his insistence on suing her did to him what he was trying to do to her. Yep. Karma's a bitch. It is. I love it. And I love her <laughs> name. <laughs> um. So she, she is the most Kuis. That's a great uh like character name for an evil guy you know how like right. um with shakespeare but also um jane austen would you know like wickham yes wickham's wicked wickham. you know wickham. like Kuis. don't trust a wickham or a Kuis. you know or david copperfield or yeah, something like yeah. you know or yeah and then there's pip pip oh, yeah. pip. pip. Oh. um i don't know why that just popped in i there. know um she is the most successful Canadian author of all time. Wow, that's but, saying a lot. Um, because they were considered children's books or women's books, she was taken less seriously as mm. she deserved. And I've heard that they used to have them read Anne of Gables in school, and then they that that was part of you know, yeah, the it curriculum. Yeah, and then they pulled it because it wasn't considered as um, high literature. High, high, high literature, literature. But I, I beg to differ. I beg to differ too. Yeah. Um, and actually, I don't think I was meant to. I was I was told to read anything as complex in school. Yeah, I'm then, surprised because of Jane Austen. You know, there are female authors or the Bronte sisters. There are female authors, maybe because they're British. I don't know that or English. I should say like. Um, there are female authors, or the Brontes are Scottish, maybe. Anyway, um, that well, you think that no. they would take. I, I find that interesting because yeah. you know because there are female authors, her contemporaries, who were being taken seriously. They were. I don't know if because her subject. Yeah. Even though the Anne of Green Gables was a child, yeah. the rest she was yeah, yeah, yeah. not a no, child. No, right, exactly. Um, but I mean, I I think ultimately Anne of Green Gables, that first book was the. Oh, so maybe it's, it's like that. if you were going to give a fifth grade class a book to read, you'd yeah. give Anne of Green Gables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but I I mean, I grew, I could read it right now. And, and Jane be, Austen is is <clears throat> a, you would have it in the higher uh, classes. Yeah. The higher grade. So. Um, but even still, it's it would definitely push. Yeah. Like, look at Harry Potter. Exactly. I but mean, I think because that's a modern lens. So yeah. Like, and it's a different time. It's a different time. Yeah. yeah. Um, in 1924, Maple Leaf Magazine asked readers to nominate 14 greatest living Canadians. And she was only a runner up. Oh. But then they did the 14 greatest living women Canadians. Women. women. And guess who finally got on the list? Douches. I'm like, who else is better than her? Fuck you all. Nobody. Okay. Oh, my God. I think we're a little biased because we love what? Anna I don't know what Gables. you're talking about. We're not biased. <laughs> we love we're, spe- we're speaking truth. I know, right? right? It's, it's the just, truth. I wanted my, my, my best friend and I like to, like to, we used to when we lived closer, we would try to watch as much as we could of the eight-hour series once a year. Aww. Um, it's usually we'd cut to like an hour or an hour and a yeah. half. But, yeah. Aww, so good. This still has my heart. Yes. Um, I know, like, Lavetta's eyes are glowing. She's like, oh. I, I love just, Anna Green yeah. Gables. It just, oh. 
Yeah. Um, so the media did try to hide her unhappy home life with her husband. Mm. To, I, mean, I was thinking about like how they try to sell people as a brand. Yeah. It's what they did. Um, and meant in some way, in a lot of ways that Anne overshadowed her own life. When, when I read that, that was like, oh, I need to talk about her. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah, though yeah. I keep talking about Anne, but it was. I mean, Charles she, Dickens, we've talked a lot about, you know, in history, people know about his personal life, you know, even yeah, though like, yeah. you know, the David Copperfields and the but great her expectations. books were <coughs> the lighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost like the she, she was like in the upside down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe they could dismiss it because it's like. It's not about, I'm sure they probably tried to do that to Jane Austen as well. Because uh, the Bronte sisters are a lot darker. Yes. Their stuff is. But, you know, I guess what they call them, gothic stuff. They're called gothic writers, I guess. But um, I guess, yeah, and it's about kids and it's, yeah. But, but it's still so good. I just feel like, good. right? I mean, look at us now. Yeah. I mean, not that we're old, but it's been a few years, right? Yeah. Since we've, we've, and it still affects who we are yeah. as people. and. How many books have you read that affects you that deeply right. that make you go, oh, and God, make you yes, smile. and make you smile? That's such a powerful gift. It, it is. I really, I think it, it matters. It's, yeah. Um, and I think that, no, I mean, I wish she had a happy year life. Of course yeah. I do, because I think she's, she's awesome. She's amazing. She, yeah, yeah. She just did what she needed to do and I, and followed her heart and her truth. Yeah. Uh, despite really, you know, difficult circumstances. Um, but I think that's okay. Yeah, I think, okay. I think, I think the world can have both. Yeah. And her legacy you know? is that she makes women all over the world smile when they think about reading. Yeah. Green Gables for the very first time. Right? And, you know, like, like for me, it's like, do you like when people are like, do you remember where you were when Kennedy was shot? Like for me, it's like, do you remember where you were when you first signed Ring Gables? I do. I was walking past the couch. My mom was sitting oh. here, you know? I don't know about you, but they asked uh, me, do you remember where you were when Tupac got shot? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. Okay. Do you, like, re- do you want to tell me? Because I'm black, so they you... usually ask oh, me. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I, I'm just kidding. I don't. Sorry, you guys. I Lavetta, do you remember where you were when Tupac was shot? No, I don't remember that. Photo. Oh. No, <laughs> no, I love Tupac. Don't oh. write in. I love Tupac. Don't write in, you guys. Yes. But no, I know what you mean. Like for me, when I think or of, like, like you said, yeah. Anna Green Gables, and I immediately turned into yeah, like a 10-year-old girl. Like, oh my God, Anna Green Gables. You can't see, but there was like a glow that like shot out. And I was like, I wonder if she read it. I bet you she did. Because you and I grew up around yeah, the same yeah. time. So. Oh, yeah. Um, do I have anything else? Um, about her. She wrote for the rest of her life. Oh, cool. And she, she was very prolific. She dealt with a lot of depression, but she, the writing did help her. Yes. And I would imagine she's depressed because this fool is trying to sue her for 10 years. Right. She died on April 24th, day after Shakespeare's birthday, 1942. Oh. So So before the war. Mm. In the middle yeah, because we had already entered. In and she, there's there's a there's a lot about her. That yeah. she was actually very pro World War One. She was encouraging Canadians to go fight. Oh wow! She felt like that was good versus bad, and we need good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then uh, World War Two, <coughs> very disheartened, broke her yeah. heart. Because we're like, didn't we just fight a war like yeah. 15 years ago, yeah. people? Like, so it hurt. Like in terms of her depression, there's yeah. also I was like, should I say it? Should I not? This it's questionable. If her death was actually a suicide, 
Really? Um, and the question came up in like 2008 because oh, there okay. was a note written next to her bed. She died of, I think it was a heart thrombosis oh. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, she just didn't wake up. Oh, well, I mean, and, uh, go in your sleep. I guess it's better. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but there was a note that I didn't write it down because I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it, but that seemed like, you know, these times were good and now I'm done kind of thing. Uh, but it could have also been some a work she was writing. Yeah, and she journals a lot. Right. It's so her thoughts. So, you know, like they're throwing that out there. But yeah. you know, here's 67. the sixty seven. She led um I would say like kind of a miraculous life. Yeah. Sixty seven, man. That's that's a good life back then. Now it's we're like that's so, so young. Like, I know. Yeah, I know. Now it's like sixty-seven. Like Hell no. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. You're like you got at least twenty-five more years. You, you know that stem cells go fix it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. You know. Speaking of World War Two, tell me, tell me. My notorious woman this week is Ava Braun. Oh my God. Yes. I'm bracing. Okay. Yes. I'm weirdly excited. I know. This out. Is, this is going to be an interesting one. So, Fuck okay, me. I'll okay. get right into Let's it. Let's do this. So, Ava Anna Paula Braun. Can I just say I'm glad I went first? Okay. Because yes. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if we were going to do this. But I was like, she may not do it. Like, you know, I know I w- this is for you on a personal level. This is a little like, bit. Little yeah. Bit. Yeah. I, so, I was like, I'll, I'll take up the, the reins. I of this appreciate one. that. Yeah. Um, okay. Ava Anna Paula Braun was born on February 6, 1912 in Munich, Germany, to schoolteacher Frederick Fritz Braun and seamstress Franziska Fanny Kronberger. Now, uh, full disclosure, my German is horrible, so I will be butchering all the German words. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. It's like my Afghani. <laughs> yeah, no, yours is much better than my German. Um, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> the second of three children, she had an elder sister, Elsa, and a younger sister, Marguerite. In April 1921, her parents divorced but remarried in November 1922, probably for financial reasons. Hyperinflation was plaguing Germany, the German economy at the time. Yeah. Because after the war, right? Yeah. yeah. Little thing called World War One. Yeah. yeah. That was um, one of those things that started the World War Two. Two, exactly. Oh, mm, yeah. bread lines. Um, her primary education was at a Catholic school in Munich, and then she went to business school in the convent of the English Sisters, where by most accounts she had average grades and a talent for athletics. Okay. So she's just a regular basic Betty, basic yeah. kind of girl. At age 17, she took a job working for Heinrich Hoffmann, the official photographer for the National Socialist German Workers' Party, a.k.a. the Nazi Party. Yeah, it's not the socialist you're thinking. No, yeah. People. <laughs> Initially employed as a shop assistant and sales clerk, she soon learned how to use a camera and develop photos. Ava met Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Why is that funny? I know. I don't know. Ava <laughs> met Adolf Hitler at the store in October of 1929 when she was 17 and he was 40. Okay. And running for the National Socialist German Workers Party. He certainly was. Yeah. In March of that year, there was a ton of violence around the presidential election mm-hmm. because of the Great Depression, but it would it wouldn't be until 1932 when the Nazis' real rise to power came. So around this time, he's like, I think this is when he was trying to like undermine his political opponents and he was trying to be like, yeah, yeah, I, I should become chancellor. Yeah, yeah, and I should become yeah, president fine. and Fuhrer. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. big deal. Yeah, but there's a lot of violence going on at this yeah, time. Like, yeah. you know, um, at the time that he met her, Hitler lived with his half-niece, Jelly Rubel, in an apartment... <laughs> 
Uh, I'm laughing at your pronunciation. I'll it's, be honest. It's Gelly. I don't know. Jelly, <laughs> G-E-L-I, Rubel. I'm butchering this poor girl's name. <laughs> in an apartment in Munich. On September 18th, 1931, Jelly was found dead in the apartment with a gunshot wound and apparent suicide with Hitler's pistol. No, he killed her. Hitler was you know in why? Nuremberg. Because he's fucking time. Hitler. Yeah. He was in Nuremberg at the time. The relationship had been important to him because by some accounts, she was his mistress, his niece. Okay. Ew. That's Ill. Ill. And it's Hitler. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I'd kill myself too. I'm just saying. Uh, you know I'm what? just saying. You know what? Yeah. I mean, because. I'm sorry. I'm sure he was a creepazoid even back then. But soon after her suicide, he began. <laughs> so Jelly dies, or Gelly, I'm this poor lady. Uh, but soon after her suicide, he began seeing more of Ava, despite her parents' objections. Good parents. You didn't try hard enough. And though. it's like, dude, you're 42. <laughs> she's, she's technically 19. a child. Oh, yeah. she's 19. Well, this time, because it was a couple years later. It's like, dude, you're oh, old. Then that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ava's sister, Gretel, also started working for Hoffman in 1932 and the women rented an apartment together for a time. Gretel also accompanied her sister on later trips with the Hitler to Auburn, Ober Salzburg. I'm sure I butchered oh, that. Ober yeah. Salzburg, yeah. Oh, Salzburg. Salzburg. Okay, thank you. Salzburg. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Salzburg. Now keep in mind, uh, Gretel is the... Youngest child uh, in Sound of Music. What? <laughs> uh actually she is i think she's the eldest sister yeah uh so long yeah anyway farewell. so ava herself attempted I'm gonna suicide rape the world sorry sorry it's so funny. find the comedy today i, I know right okay. i know you gotta find comedy with nazis yeah. Some kind of way. okay i'm yeah. just gonna laugh till i cry oh, all right Ava attempted suicide herself oh, on shit. August 10th or 11th, 1932. What was wrong? So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> no, I joined So they you. move in together. They're like, don't, 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 don't. And she tries to kill herself. Uh, with the, and by shooting herself in the chest with her father's pistol. Many historians say the attempt was not serious, but was a bid for Hitler's attention. Oh, she crazy. So she's like, I need you to pay attention to me, Hitler. I need you oh to come here. Oh my God. Yeah. stupid. After her recovery, Hitler became more committed to her. And by the end of 1932, they had definitely become lovers. Oh, I guess it worked then. Yeah. She often stayed overnight at his Munich apartment when he was in town. Beginning in 1933, she was still working with Hoffman and used the position to enable her to travel with Hitler's entourage as a photographer for the Nazi party and to follow the newly elected chancellor. So he's become chancellor at this point. Okay. That's why he ain't got no time for you, girl. He, he all right? busy. He's becoming busy a homicidal maniac. Ruin the fucking world. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so she, so he becomes chancellor. And so he, this is an opportunity for her to travel and be like, oh, I'm just hanging out here. I'm just, I'm just taking I'm pictures. Just yeah, it's just taking pictures. Yeah. Um, that same year, the, the now this is context. That same year, the Gestapo was formed. Oh, that was that's nice. Books were burned. Okay. You All know. parties except the Nazis were banned. Okay, you know. Political parties. Yeah, yeah. It was a busy year for Hitler. Uh-huh. Yeah. In yeah, September of 19... fine. I'm good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good times. Um, in September of 1934, in a speech to the National Socialist Women's Organization, oh yeah, women. Hitler defined woman's role, stating that uh, women's tell. role, stating Tell me, that, Hitler. Quote, I want to know. 
world is a uh, world is her a uh, woman's world is her husband, her family, her children and her home. Okay. End quote. Thank you, Hitler. Yeah. Good to know. I really I was looking for someone to give me advice and I thought who better to give me advice than Hitler on womanhood. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Tell me. <laughs> Can you tell how we feel? How do we feel about Hitler? I don't know. Um, (laughs) According to a fragment of her diary in the account of biographer Naren Gunn, Ava's second suicide attempt occurred in May of 1935. You know, I like have sympathy for so many of our awful women. So many of our women that made really poor life choices. I'm still like, well. Yeah. And yet, every time you tell me that she tried to commit suicide, I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah. And I mean, I'm maybe not, living you know, with a homicidal maniac right. will drive you to suicide. It's possible. Yeah, but so like, you wanted him. Word of caution. I didn't, you did not. I was like, you were not like homeless and you had nothing. Nope. And he was like, come here, I'm going to feed you. Nope. nope. Got nothing for Her you. Her parents are like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, her parents, your parents tried, bitch. Yeah, yeah, but she's like, I love him so and much. Guys, I'm gonna suck uh, his dick right now. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> Ew, Hitler's dick. Ew, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go throw up. I be right back. Oh my god, I don't want to. Ah, can you We're imagine? We're gonna not be able to stop talking like this. Oh my god. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Back. We're gonna focus. Focus. <laughs> Om Shanti. So, May. Om fucking Shanti. <laughs> So May of 1935, her second suicide attempt, she took an overdose of sleeping pills when Hitler failed to make time for her in his life. He's busy trying to ruin an entire race of people. Yes. I mean, give him a minute. I mean, Hitler's like, bitch, I need to focus on being a homicidal dictator, killing off political enemies and setting up death camps. I ain't got no time I for got you. Right? I s- Girl, I ain't got no time for you. Uh, he's like, going on over there. But right. to prove he was serious Death about her. don't build themselves. They don't. Yes. <laughs> but to prove he was serious about her, he provided Ava and her sister with a three-bedroom apartment in Munich that August. And the next year, the sisters were provided with a villa in Bogenhausen at Warsenburster. See, guys? See how nice Hitler is? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. In 1935, while Hitler was banning relationships between Jews and Aryans, stripping Jewish people, Romani people, Afro-Germans, and gypsies of their rights and invading the Rhinelands, Ava was an official member of Hoffman's staff and attending the Nuremberg rally for the first time. I mean, like... Yeah. Oh, I got more. Okay. I know. I know. I'm sorry, darling. No, I'm here. I'm ready. We had to do it. Yeah. yeah well, you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, we had to do it. I really actually appreciate that you're doing it, and I can yeah. make smart-ass comments the that, whole time. Please, that, this that, is that's good. That's what we're here for. It this is a comedy history this podcast. This is therapeutic. It is. How is Hitler funny? We're finding out today. Uh, yeah. Uh. Making fun of him is funny. It's true. Uh, so all this is going on. Hitler's like, mm, let me get rid of some people. Let me start getting rid of some people and taking away their rights Ooh. and invading other places. And Ava's like, I gonna go on a trip with my boss to see my boyfriend uh hitler's half sister Hi, honey how's the raping doing i know right <laughs> hitler's half sister angela ropel the, the dead gilly's mother uh took exception to ava's presence there and was later dismissed from her position as a housekeeper at his house in bergen tason gaden okay <laughs> <laughs> Bergen Taysen Gaten. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like 
Listen, Rice it's burger bur- tasted, get it, and I'm sticking to it. I'm sure it's, it's like not. The chef from the Muppets. Burger tasted, get it. There you go. That's, see, that sounds legit. Uh, I think it's burger test get I don't know. It's burger tasted, get it. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> All okay. Right. All right. Researchers. I will not keep a straight face when you say it. But go I on. I think I girl. won't say it again. <laughs> so the housekeeper at his house in Bergen tastes and get it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so funny. Go on. Researchers are un- uh, researchers are unable to ascertain if her dislike of Ava was the only reason for her departure, but other members of Hitler's entourage saw that Ava was untouchable from then on. So he had his sister working as his housekeeper. What the fuck? After. After her daughter done killed herself. You, I mean, just. That's fucked you up. You know she, you know, you know he's a bad man. You don't, you don't. Okay. No, not to Ava. Ava's like, oh, he's Mr. Darcy. Oh my God. That's what Ava's like. He's gonna say He's Mr. Darcy. Uh-huh. Yeah. By 1936. He's, he's the one. He's the one, guys. <laughs> we're gonna make it work. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, we're gonna make it work at where? Burger tasted get. Oh my God. <laughs> So, by 1936, while Germany, Japan, and Italy were trying to take over the world, you know, Hitler, Ava was at Hitler's household at the Berghof near Bergen-Tasengetten, <laughs> whatever he was in residence there, but lived mostly in Munich. She also had her own apartment at the new Reich Chancellor in Berlin. So oh, the, good. The, Life is glorious. Yeah. Life is glorious for her. It's really good day. Yeah. Yeah. It's All nice. this time, she continued to work for Hoffman, and while most of Europe was embroiled in a devastating war, yep. Ava was busy taking photographs and filming movies oh of members God. of the inner circle. I'm, I'm being very artistic. It's very important yeah. for me to express myself. Some of which were sold to Hoffman for an extremely high price. Oh, shit. Damn. This bitch. Yeah. Um, she received money from Hoffman's company as late as 1943. Oh. When the Allied forces first began bombing Germany. Bye. And also publicly held the position of private secretary to Hitler. So it's all a ruse, but she's like charging this guy. What is he going to do? Say no? I know. he He's like. He's Hitler's girlfriend. Here's my fucking money. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. I just. Yeah. It, so, yeah. Okay, so I'd like a million dollars for that. <laughs> so we're in nineteen thirty six. Everything is going batshit crazy yeah. in Europe. Like people are people like are getting out if they yeah, can. People getting out if they can. And it's it's chaos. It's full on war. America's like, mm, not so much. America uh, yeah. America's like that's America's over there. America's like so in denial. Yeah, and it's like, still it's the, de- the depression. Yeah, it's yeah. Still so depression. I don't I kinda don't blame in history. America's like, mm, that's over there. We were, we did kind of help out in World War One, but like, yeah. Um, I will blame, I have to, because, you know, my people. Yeah. I will blame America for taking too long. Yes. Once you found out there was a gas chamber, get your fucking ass on a plane and go fix that shit. And I'll still say that to this day. And by all accounts. When I found out that Rwanda had been going on for all that time and we did fucking shit, no, are we a better country or not? Right? Make a choice. That's right. Or are we like everybody fucking else? Because if you voted for Trump and you're like America first, then you're a fucking like everybody else. Fine. That's fine. That's what right. you want. That's your right because we're in America and you can have that right. But don't pretend to be morally superior if that's if 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 that's your goal. Is to that's our branding. Out, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we want to be an isolationist country. Right. Fine. Don't run around and try to make everyone a democracy like us because you think we're better. Right. We're not. Yeah. 
Thank you for my rant. Oh, yeah, you are welcome, girl. Did you have you, a feeling there would be a rant Listen, today? you have every <laughs> right. So 1936, all hell's broken loose. And right. Ava's like, I'm going to take some pictures. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that he got my boyfriend. Smile. Yeah. Um, so she, yeah, so she is, at this point, she's uh, Hitler's private secretary. Oh, yeah. Um, now, what did I say? Uh, oh, the guys meant that she could enter and leave the chancellor's uh, residence unmarked, unremarked, though she used a side entrance and a rear staircase. So it's all very secretive. Some historians say that Ava and Hitler must have enjoyed a normal sex life. I don't know. I mean. Ava's friends and relatives describe Ava giggling over a 1938 photograph of Neville Chamberlain sitting on a sofa in Hitler's Munich flat with the remark, quote, if only he knew what goings on that sofa had seen. <laughs> Oh my God. And she laughed just like that, you know. Oh, you know he, she did. She's like, yeah. I sucked your dick on that couch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hitler's dick. Oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry. I can't, yeah. Okay. The sound effects are better because we both have colds. Yes. Uh, visualize Idris Elba's dick. Idris yes. Elba. Yes. Okay. Okay, okay I'm back. Okay. I'm, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. no, it's good. Uh, <laughs> good. I'm better now. I am better now. That was, thank, you. Better. thank you. Thank you for the imagery. You're welcome. Very talented. Yeah. <laughs> now, the reason for this cat and mouse game was that Hitler wished to present himself in the image of a chaste hero. <laughs> in the Nazi ideology, uh, men were did. the political yeah, leaders did. and warriors and women were homemakers. Uh-huh. Yeah. He believed uh-huh. that he was sexually attractive to women he was not and wished to exploit this for political gain by remaining single nobody as he wants felt you. marriage would decrease his appeal so he's a yeah. uh, no, a rapper Hitler, he's like, a pop star yeah, like i'm bum chicka bum bump. what the fuck he's <laughs> justin timberlake in nsync back in the day yeah is that, is that what he yeah, thought really? no i think that's what he thought he was looking in the mirror and being like yes Apparently i want Adolf me too did not have a mirror I don't understand. Um, Maybe they all crashed when they saw him. I mean, him. because, you know, because sometimes you'll see people were, like, considered very handsome or very beautiful back then. And you're like, uh, but, but no. no. Even- look, like, and that's the thing, too. Like, here's the thing. Like, look, a dick is a dick, right? So, <laughs> dick But if a dick. a dick is handsome, I'll be like, yeah, it was good looking. Right, but, right, like, right. still a dick. So if Hitler was good looking, I'd be like, yeah, it was good looking, but still nope. a dick. But no, you nope. ugly, too. Nope. That's just a fact. He you looked like the that. hateful son of a bitch. Yeah, he was. like all that shitting hate that you were like exuding, it came on your face. Shitting hate. Yeah, yeah I said shitting hate. I'd like say it again. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's like, mm, the women's want me. That's what Hitler said to himself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The women want some of this. this they want some piece of this. I gotta, so I'm going to have to remain like uh-huh. I'm single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> now, Ava and he never appeared as a couple in public. The only time they appeared together in a published news photo was when she sat near him at the 1936 Winter Olympics. The German people were unaware of her relationship with Hitler until after the war. On, yeah. on June 3rd, 1944, Braun's sister, Gretel Braun, married S.S. Guppenfuhrer Herman <laughs> Guppenfuhrer Sorry. These fucking dicks deserve it. S.S. Guppenfuhrer uh, Herman Fegelein. Okay, I'm sorry, my German-speaking people, we love you, but... No, but we don't love these particular people, so fuck them. That's what they sound like. So, Gretel married Herman Fegelein who served as <laughs> Reich Führer SS it's Heinrich Himmler's It's Reich. Reich. Ugh. 
Yeah. Ugh. Uh, he ser- so Herman, so Gretel's husband served as uh, Henrik Heinrich. Heinrich. Heinrich Himmler. I know that motherfucker. Yeah, Lyons- he's a motherfucker. Yeah, Lyons is uh, liaison officer on Hitler's staff. So they were all in this together. Yeah, fuckers. they all had a Hitler used fest. the marriage as an excuse to allow Ava to appear at official functions as she could be introduced as Fogenlein's sister-in-law. Fogenlein. Fogenlein. Yeah. According to the... According, I know, Sorry. right? That's my impression of her. <laughs> according to... So, um, according to some historians, Ava never slept in the same room as Hitler and had her own rooms at Berghof in Hitler's Berlin residence and in the Berlin bunker. Ah, it sounds like someone may have had need for some Viagra. Uh, oh, okay. Or maybe his yeah, heavy no. drug use made his wee-wee not work. Oh, poor little Hitler wee-wee. Yeah, because according to Norman Orler's book Blitzed, which is based in part on the papers of Hitler's private physician, Hitler was a drug addict. In the I'm book not he shocked. cites Yeah, I know, right? In the book he cites three different phases of the Hitler's uh, of Hitler's drug use. Quote, the first one are the vitamins. The first one are the vitamins given in high doses intravenously by Theo Morel in 1936. So while she's like, he's been given, quote unquote, vitamins, vitamins. intravenously. I was like, because you can do that. I've had yeah, friends have to get like B12 or whatever. It's suspect. It's not. Yeah, on a daily basis. Mm, not I don't think so. inspiring genocide. Yeah, so exactly. You know. So that was the first phase. The second phase uh, starts in the fall of 1941 <clears throat> with the first opiate, but especially with the first hormone injections. Oh, Oler says. Then in 43, the third phase starts, which is the heavy opiate phase. So maybe he just couldn't get it up. I mean, yeah, that's no. why they never slept in the same room. Yeah, no, there know. was no. Yeah. Huh. For context, in the mid 1930s, there was a company in Berlin called Temmler, which developed a new type of, quote, medicine which was methamphetamine, which they branded <laughs> as pervitine and pervitine methamphetamine, which we now know as crystal meth. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Oh, so in 1938, okay. 1939, the German, um, the German government started giving it to soldiers in preparation for the invasion of France because they needed to them to stay up for a certain amount yeah, of time. And like, I believe yeah. That. So the Germans, the Nazis uh, cooked up meth. Yeah. To get to their Germans. Okay. To their soldiers. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. But color me surprised. Yeah. Nah. But they were also, this this uh, company, Tamler, they were also giving out pervitine to the German people. Like, you could get it over the counter. Just like for funsies. Yeah. Okay. Like, it was, it was available. Because uh, they like, were like, hey, like it gives a, people more energy. <laughs> like uh, uh, some, a banana, some toilet paper, and some crystal meth. Yeah, some crystal meth. Sure, anything yeah. else? No. Also, okay. I know, right? <laughs> Um, so everybody's like Blitz. That's why his book is called Blitz. And I actually heard this guy on Fresh Air with Terry Gross, and it was like a fascinating interview. So I highly recommend our listeners right. go and find that. Uh, the book is called Blitzed, and it's by Norman Orler. Um, also in May 1940, Polish prisoners, uh, Polish put in May 1940, uh-huh. Polish political prisoners who began to arrive at Auschwitz yeah. won a concentration camp. The first extermination of prisoners took place in September 1941. Yeah. Auschwitz II, also called Auschwitz-Birkenau, opened yeah. in October 1941 and served as the final solution for the Jewish problem, quote yeah. unquote. Um, and the killings there mainly ran from 1942 to 1944. I just can't, I will not go into this because I've yeah. dealt with this my whole life, but it just... <sighs> 
blows my brain that this got as far as it got, that nothing stopped. I think that's why when Trump was elected on a platform of hate, most of us lost our minds because we thought, we said never again. And a platform of hate is enough for me to be fucking terrified because I listen to this and you think there's no way. If I was a kid in 1928, I'd be like, I mean, you would never... Yeah. You could never escalate like that. Good people would stop it. And nope. it, it didn't. It didn't. Nope. Uh, because like you said, I mean, there were rumors of, you know, because concentration camps, is, it wasn't a new thing. Um, a death camp a is death a whole camp. another thing. Yeah. So at first they were like, oh, this is prisoner of war camps, right? Yeah, like this but fucking then sucks. It's horrible. When reports but got back no. to the allied forces, they could have stopped this because- And they got back in 1939. So yes. please don't tell me that we didn't yes. know because we did. They Thank knew. you. Yeah. And they knew they were preparing PSA. because uh, Auschwitz 1 opened up in- what 1940 so they had to start building it when yeah like 39 <laughs> 38 because you oh, don't no. just build a building in like six months nope takes you so they had to start planning it and so yeah. building it so yeah uh Auschwitz three uh Auschwitz, um, Auschwitz. Auschwitz thank you Auschwitz three also called Auschwitz Monowitz opened in October 1942 and was used primarily as a labor camp now, back to Eva. So I just wanted to give all of that as a re- frame of reference. Right. So the war is burning around her. And right. she's like, I think I want to take videos and photographs. Yeah. And right. wait for my boyfriend to get uh-huh. home. My boyfriend, yeah. he's so cute. Yeah. Back to Ava. Hitler's valet, or valet, Heinz Linge, start... <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Heinz Linge. No, I'm just... Linge. I have to make fun of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, German people. Linge. I love you. I love modern Linge. German people. I love you. I do. Yeah. Now um, they're saving the fucking world. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Thank God Germany's the only one who got their shit together. It's but anyway... Because they were like, look, look. Yeah. That was, was fucked up. Let's not fucking do Angela that Angela Merkel's the only one who got her shit together. In I Europe. love so you, We Angela. love her. Yeah. Thank so, you. yeah. Uh, Hitler's valet... Hans stated in his memoirs that Hitler and Braun had two bedrooms and two bathrooms with interconnecting doors at Berghoff and Hitler would end most <coughs> evenings along with her in his study before they retired to bed. She would wear a quote, a dressing gown or house coat and drink wine. Hitler would have tea because he was a vegetarian. Right. And yeah. he didn't drink alcohol. That's why I don't trust vegetarians. He took crystal meth. Yeah. But he didn't drink alcohol. I don't trust vegetarians. I heard Because that. Hitler yeah. was a vegetarian. His, that anyway, that yeah. makes sense. That's correlated. I'm just, I'm so just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, um, definitely science right there. <laughs> exactly. Now, according to Hitler's chauffeur. Hashtag not um, scientists. <laughs> no. According to his chauffeur, Eric Kempka, uh, Ava was, quote, the unhappiest woman in Germany. Uh, yes. I beg to differ. Okay, what? What? I'm sorry. What? Okay, hold on. What? Okay, no. Who? Sorry. I just, I don't know the words. I'm finding them. I need a minute. Okay, what? No, no, and no, no. In the 40s? In Germany? Oh, Ava Braun? Oh, ja, bon, no, ja, bon, Poor baby. Bon, her boyfriend. Yeah. Okay, no, okay. This is some German Nazi privilege if I ever this heard. Is some <laughs> fucking Nazi white privilege right there. She was the most unhappiest woman in the world. Oh my God. She spent most of her time oh. waiting for Hitler. How about spending most of your time waiting to die? Right. In a How camp. About- how about going to a death camp, bitch? Yeah. Oh, How bitch. about having um, experiments done on you? Yeah. And you yeah. have to survive it. Yeah. And or, work. Or not. Or Slowly not. Slowly die. Yeah. So, yeah. 
she a bitch. This is some, yeah, this That's is some Eric right there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm going to stop because I really don't have a full sentence to say. Go but on, I, girl. But I'm, but I'm so. Testify. Ready. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing. Yeah, I read that and I was just like, oh. but we have to do. All kinds of notorious women. Yeah, so. it's notorious Because most people don't know anything about her. Yeah, so. no, it's yeah. true. I'm actually learning a bunch. Yeah. Public, display, uh, public displays of affection or physical contact were non-existent, even in the enclosed world of the mansion. Braun took the role of hostess among uh, the regular visitors, though she was not involved in the running of the household. She regularly invited her friends and family members to accompany her during her stays. Of Hitler, um, of her, Hitler once said, okay. quote, Fraulein Braun is a young girl, too young to be the wife of one in my position, but she is the only girl for me. So we live as we do, but one day I shall give up the leadership of the Reich. I shall cease to be the Führer and return to Linz to a house that can be managed by a small staff. Then I will marry Fraulein Braun, end quote. Or you oh. die because you're a piece of fucking shit. No, he's like, I'm, 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 I'm king of the world because I'm on yeah. meth. Because um, I'm fucking meth. Yeah. So he's just like, oh, she's just a little girl. He, she's his little pet. Basically. Yeah, and she is, actually. Yeah. According to the website Auschwitz.dk, uh, Ava Braun spent most of her time exercising, brooding, reading novelettes, and watching romantic films. But her loyalty to Hitler never flagged. Can you tell how they feel about it? <laughs> but her loyalty to Hitler never flagged. After he survived. So in July of 1944, there was an assassination attempt on him. Oh, yeah. Somebody was... tried to kill him. Yeah. Unfortunately. 44. And they should have started I mean, in 39. Right? Uh, just started yeah. 32. Yeah. Assassination. Really yeah. this conversation like every other they, episode. Seriously. Like if he had been taken out in 32, <clears throat> none of this would have happened. Um from uh, so after he survived the, the July 1944 assassination attempt, she wrote him an emotional letter ending, quote, from our first meeting, I swore to follow you anywhere, even unto death. I live only for your love, end quote. This woman was actually in love with this fool. This bitch. You know, I, I was patriarchy th- is a hell of a drug. <clears throat> it is a fucking hell of a drug. But I was thinking that, like, you know, he could have made anyone his woman at some point. Yeah. Right. So at the very least, at least there was some dumb bitch out there who yeah. loved him back. Yeah. And n- another woman yeah. who was not some dumb bitch yeah. who would have been forced to be in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have to be forced yeah. in that position. If anything, he was like, chill, bitch. I got I got killing to do. <coughs> right. Why are you stressing me? I found the fucking rainbow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> Yeah, so she, uh, yeah, this woman is totally in love with this guy. And I, it, she's just a silly, silly girl. I'm just going to say it. Uh, when Henriette von Schirach. P.S. though, I'm still making fun of her. Yeah, oh yeah. Right, oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah, don't, yeah. I'm not taking that away. No, this is not prerogative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when one of her friends suggested, when Henriette von Schirach suggested that Ava uh, should go into hiding after the war, she replied, quote, do you think I would let him die alone? I will stay with him up until the last moment. That's exactly how she said it. Okay, bye. Hitler named Braun in his will to receive 12,000 Reichmarks nearly uh, yearly after his death. So, yeah. Um, According to historians... Now, okay. their home life was this back and forth. And she's like, I need you to come. She's been reading too many romantic novels. Because she real. actually thinks this guy is Darcy <coughs> from Pride like, Prejudice. Does she even... Like, he looks like Colin Firth. Do he does wonder, not look like I, Colin Firth. No, he does not look like... Don't no. even think about don't it. Don't even think about um, it. 
Do you think she had a clue what was happening? She had to. I mean, because there was rioting in the streets yeah. when she first met him, like the 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 um. And he's the saying yeah. shit like the final the solution. News. Yeah, he's saying that fucking yeah. shit. So maybe she doesn't see the camp, but yeah, but you don't have to see the camp. If your friend is know. like, "Look, I believe in the final solution," yeah. you fucking walk away and you yeah. call the fucking cops. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and also killing off his rivals. The there's yeah. a um, you know, he had a a very violent coup in like I think it was thirty one like the night of a hundred knives or something like mm-hmm. that like so to take out his political rivals like she may not have known all those okay let's say she didn't know all the ins and outs because he's keeping her protected she sounds like she's very sheltered yeah but like does she know babies are dying murdered in the night like do you know what i mean like or he's a brutal again she's romanticizing him people do this for quote unquote that's what the people in the south do with um confederate soldiers yeah, and they're fucking dumb too. They're and awesome. and you know, and I'm like, they committed they committed treason. They committed treason and also like for real, yeah. atrocious yeah. acts of violence yeah. against that motherfucker custard slaughtered Native Americans people. and people be like, General Custard. I'm like, you mean that motherfucker you custard? You mean the motherfucker custard? Yeah. Because he's motherfucker. Yeah. So it's yeah. all in how you put it in your like it's ro- you know what it reminds me of? She reminds me of those southern white women who want to romanticize slavery. Yeah. yeah. Cause in their mind they're like, Oh, I'm sitting in the big house. I'm, that's my voice again. I'm uh, sitting yeah, in the big house perfect. and I have some sweet tea. Uh-huh. And you know, and Mammy's gonna bring me some, some and Mama, soup. And we treat Mammy so well. We treat Mammy so well. She's in the like meantime, family. meantime, Mammy's like, "Fuck this." Well, you go to the slave quarters, and yeah. these people don't have like they have rags for clothes. Yep. they're being beaten if they don't pull enough cotton off of this to make these. It's free. It's, you know what freaks what me saying? out? Because to this day, it's totally a side note. To this day, like you go visit a plantation, Ugh. and it is a tour mm-hmm. of a very big house mm-hmm. there's no like no if you want to do that you got to do it okay there's people who want to get married in plantations i know people who got married in plantations. nope nope uh, i won't uh, go to plantation uh, soup uh, fuck you plantation <laughs> soup soup it's soup plantation oh soup fuck yeah. you soup plantation <laughs> there you go soup like yeah i, no, I don't I mean, like here's the thing if you want to do that yeah Okay, it's our history. Tell all the history. You've got to go through the house, up the thing, look in the go to the slave quarters, backyard, go to the slave quarters, walk through the slave quarters, talk about what they were, and here are the chains they were tied up with. Yep. Then I could get behind it. Or bits. They went to to punish slaves. They would put horse bits yeah. in their mouths. Like and, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I need to see that. I need a wall yeah. of the torture. Because we can. It is yeah. our history. I don't. You know. But that's the thing. It's it like, is our oh, history. And you don't want to show the children that. I'm like then then a plantation visit is not for children right don't take your children there right that is inappropriate yeah. but that's what it reminds me of she's romanticizing her mind the same way people want to romanticize slavery well you know it's funny speaking of which when you go to uh germany they have a tour called hitler's house hitler's house h-a-u-s and i was looking at it and mm. i was like what the fuck and um i ended up going in the salt caves thing it's mm-hmm. in salzburg actually mm-hmm. but they go from this beautiful mm-hmm. anyways was um, his childhood house or it was no it was his fancy house he had when he was ruining the world and uh and i was just shocked i was like i don't understand why does anyone want to see 
something Hitler, Hitler's awful. So I thought, well, maybe it's a museum or an homage, like, okay. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And yeah. all the funding goes straight to the yeah, Jewish yeah, yeah. Federation or whatever. And it's a realistic, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like real. And it's it's like, like real tour. This yeah. is where he was. This is what yeah. he did. Isn't that awful? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's beautiful, but fucked up. Yeah. Thank you for paying. All of your money is going to help Jewish right. orphans. Right. And their and sensitivity their history sens- training. There you go. Yeah. And I talked to someone who went. I was like, "Oh, you went?" And uh, they were like, "Yeah, it was cool." And I was like, "What was it? It's a really cool house." Mm. Yeah. Just like, just like, just a pretty house. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, you want is really big." It's so. a house that David Duke would want to visit. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is like, lovely. <laughs> hashtag goals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically. Right. Yeah. And I just like. I, I mean, they they do it too, and we yeah. do it with the plantation tours. Yeah. And but that's what she reminds me of. She's like, she in her mind, she's like, oh, he's Mr. Darcy, and we can't be together. You know? Darling, I'm coming for yeah. you. Yeah. So um, go go to him. I know. <laughs> um, now in their personal lives, because uh, again, her her life is just important to know about her facts and it is Hitler because we all know a ton of stuff has been written about Hitler yeah, so we know. you know that's what this podcast is about centering women's lives right you know even um, fucking Ava Braun even Ava Braun right yeah. so according to historians they had two Scottish terriers named Nagus and Stasi, which appear in um, some of her home movies she usually kept them away from Hitler's German shepherd, Blondie. Of course, his German shepherd's sh- name, Blondie. And of course, it's Blondie. Yeah. Hitler, by the way, you had dark brown hair. Oh, d- don't even get me started on okay, that. Okay, okay. Uh, Blondie was killed by one of uh, the entourage on April 29th, what? 1945, when Hitler himself ordered that one of the cyanide capsules obtained for he and Braun's suicide the next day be tested, wait for it, on his motherfucking dog. You know. So poor Blondie. You know. Blondie's like, mm. like they probably put it in cheese. Damn dog. I to mean. trick the poor dog. You know, he also killed millions of people. Yeah. So it's hard for me to. Yeah. You know. But you know, some people are like, but oh, but he like, had. Like, he, do you he, not. Do he, yeah. Maybe he had empathy for the people nope. he could see. No. No. I mean, he's psychotic. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, fuck you. Yep. Again. Again. Fucking again. So he again. killed poor Blondie. And then Ava's dogs and Blondie's puppies were shot the next day by Hitler's dog handler on Hitler's orders. Well, you know, if you're Hitler's dog handler, mm, yeah, I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah. I feel sorry for the puppies. I know. Yeah. So I feel sorry for puppy. all the puppies. They probably be beautiful little puppies. I know, right? um, in early April 1945, Ava traveled from Munich to Berlin <clears throat> to be with Hitler at the bunker. So this is it towards the end of the war. All better off. Uh-huh. The Americans Bye. are in it. They're like, um, they're, you um, lose. yeah, they're liberating, uh, concentration camps. They're like, the Russians are closing in on them. It's like, uh, uh Mussolini's been hung. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's down to the wire. Yeah. Um, they're going to get you Hitler. Yeah. They're going to get you. So she travels to, uh, to Berlin in early of April, a- on April 28th, her brother-in-law, Fingerlin. <laughs> was caught trying to escape to either Sweden or Switzerland. It's not really oh, clear. No. So Hitler ordered him to be executed. That's so her I brother-in-law. I don't fucking like him either. I know. He was shot for desertion in the garden of the Reich Chancellor on April 28th. Okay, there's no um, tears here. No. In the meantime, Ava refused to leave as the Red Army closed in on the capital. For her show of loyalty, Hitler agreed to marry her. Oh my God. Oh, how romantic. Well, I'm so glad that you're going to get the happy ending. She's like, finally. Finally, I get my oh man. Oh, my God. I love uh, you so much. Yeah. 
So on April 29th, she and Hitler were married in a small civil ceremony within the bunker. The event was witnessed by Joseph Goebbels. Oh, that him. motherfucker. Yeah, he's a motherfucker. Oh. Oh, and Martin Bormann. Shit. Afterwards, Hitler hosted a modest wedding breakfast oh, with his new that wife. Nice. Oh, what a gentleman. Yeah. When okay. Ava married Hitler, her legal if you name. You can't sense the sarcasm. You're <laughs> crazy. Just I think everybody now. it's at home is like, you think, yeah. you think they think they know yeah. where we stand? I know, right? Uh, now, when she married him, she, her name changed uh, from Braun to Hitler. Her last name. Ava Hitler. When she signed her marriage certificate, however, she wrote the letter B for her family name, then lined it out and replaced it with Hitler. Because <laughs> she's stupid. Yeah. After one um, yeah. after Not one sorry. PM on thirty on um, April thirtieth, nineteen forty five, Braun and Hitler said their farewells to staff and members of the inner circle. Later that afternoon, at approximately three thirty PM, several people reported hearing a loud gunshot. Okay. After waiting a few minutes, <coughs> Hitler's valet and his uh, and his SS ag- agent. Otto Gonchi, uh, <laughs> Otto Gonchi, I'm sure Dushin that's not Dushin. his name. I know, Otto, entered Otto. the small study and found the lifeless bodies of Hitler and Braun on a small sofa. Braun had bitten into a cyanide capsule and Hitler shot himself in the right temple with his pistol. Fucking coward to the end. Yes, Why don't you go out on the battlefield, motherfucker? Yeah, and let them shoot I thought you, you yeah. were like yeah. fucking the king. Hiding in a little bunker. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the corpses were Pathetic. carried up the stairs and through the bunker's emergency exit to the garden behind the chancellery where they were burned. Ava was just 33 years old. Yeah, bye. Yeah. After their deaths, the correspondence between Ava and Hitler were destroyed upon Hitler's orders, but some historians have managed to recover a few. All right. In one, Ava described him to friends as, quote, a gentleman of a certain age with a funny mustache, a light-colored English overcoat, and carrying a big felt hat, end quote. In 1931, the, <coughs> I know. In 1931, you okay? I'm dying. I know. I know, right? In 1931, the 19-year-old Ava wrote a letter to to Hitler. "Quote, dear Mr. Hitler." Oh I mean, what the fuck? I would like to thank you for the pleasant evening at the theater. It was unforgettable. I shall always be grateful for for your friendship. I count the hours until the moment we shall meet again. End quote. We'll this girl's just, oh my again. God. It's reported that Hitler was often an oppressive presence and devoted the bulk of his time to the development of the Nazi party. An oppressive presence? No. You think so? <laughs> Ava's father, Fritz, was deeply opposed to his daughter's involvement with the leader. Many historians believe that she generally will- the shit out of her. I, I know, mean, right? I'm not for like- I know. Abuse, but like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. It's what people do today. They're like, oh, they're not that bad. Give them a chance. Yeah. No. But you know, that's what they say. Give them a chance. Believe yeah. people when they say to Don't you. Don't give them a chance. They are. Yeah, exactly. When they say to you, I am Hitler. Yeah. Walk away. Or I don't like black people. I don't like Jews. I don't like um, homosexuals. I don't gypsies. like handicapped. Yeah. I don't like handicapped. Yeah. And I grab women by the pussy. Right. Shit uh, like that. Don't vote for them. God damn it. <laughs> They're like, oh, boys will be boys. <laughs> They're not, um, though. Some will be dicks and some will be good. Walk away from the dicks. No. It's really very simple. Yeah, I know. Many historians believe that she generally wielded no influence on um, Hitler's political decisions and that he chose her as a companion because he believed she would not become a challenge to his authority. She is said to have sure. remained generally unperturbed <coughs> during... Okay. 
it's okay. We're getting down to the wire. I'm almost done. I know. Um, that she that she generally remained unperturbed during the initial developments and invasions that initiated World War II, though her mood changed when the tide was turning against the Axis power. Basically, <clears throat> she was a little puppet, and that's how he preferred yeah. his women. Yeah. And some women prefer to be ignorant puppets. Because, like, as the South is burning, they're like, you would not, I'd never go hungry this, again. I'm the most suffering person. In the South. In the South. Yeah. Yep. German film historian so and artist, I know, Lutz Becker, who lived through the horrors of Berlin as a child during the war's final days, <clears throat> eventually discovered a collection of films that Braun had created. So that's why oh, they know wow. a lot of this. Okay. She had recorded uh, 16 millimeter home video footage in color during her time at Berghoff, with some of the imagery standing in stark contrast to the Nazi propaganda machine. In other images, in forms of photographs that were held by the U.S. National Archives and unearthed by Reinhard Schultz, have surfaced of Braun as well. The pictures range from family and school portraiture to snapshots with friends to Braun in blackface. What? Imitating well, you know. Al Jolson. <coughs> sure. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, no, I that's can see that. Right. Yeah, 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 that's about reasonable. Uh, the rest <laughs> of her family survived the war. Her mother died at age 96. Damn. In January of 1976. <coughs> Think she felt bad? Uh, having lived out her days in an old farmhouse in Bavaria. Her father, Fritz, died in 1964. Gretel gave birth to a daughter whom she named Ava on May 5th, 1945. Really? So right after the war, right, right. as the war is ending. Damn. She later married Kurt Berengoff, a businessman. Now, she was the one that was married to the SS guy. Yeah. SS assistant, yeah. Mm. So. She died in 1987. Braun's elder sister, Elsa, was not part of Hitler's inner circle. Elsa's like, no, bitches. Mm -mm. Mm, no. Yeah, crazy. She married twice and died in 1979. Bet you the holiday dinners <laughs> after the war were all okay. Um, According to historians, Ava Braun presents a real conundrum. According to Jane Thine, quote, uh, author Jane Thine, quote, as a writer whose new novel also concerns Ava Braun, I can sympathize with the frustration that understanding her raises. How can a woman have a relationship with a man who is in many ways the embodiment of evil? Yeah. Was she in denial or simply self-deluding? End quote. That's Ava Braun. Dude, I, I mean, I just, you know, it's funny. Like, I know more about her now. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't, like... And yet I don't, you know, like. Well, she just spent her time being like, I, I, I keep saying that, yeah. Mr. Darcy, in her mind, she was in a Jane yeah. Austen romantic she wonder, novel. You wonder though, yeah, like, was she self-delusional? Was she? And she didn't care. She obviously <coughs> didn't have a lot of empathy. Yeah. Because there are people yeah. suffering around her. You know, and, and, and she was, was just like caused by this Mr. Darcy in her head. But she's you know? like, oh, my God, I just want to be at my boyfriend. I mean, OK, we can say this is just like what he does for a living. To be fair, <laughs> right? to be fair, we didn't have the Internet back then. Uh, she probably wasn't watching a lot of television. Right. You know, to be fair. So maybe she didn't see the images that we all are familiar with in the modern world. OK, but I would imagine being in Germany during war. The words that yeah. the people around that go Joseph Goebbels, I can't yeah, and Or Hoffman, or, you yeah, know, her boss. Heimlich, um, <clears throat> what's his face? Like, yeah. she knew. Their attitude. what? She agreed with it. Yeah. That's what, that's what makes like, Sophie's that, yeah. choice so good, because a lot of people only remember that moment, yeah. you know, that she has to choose between, um, yeah, spoiler fun. alert, people, she has to choose between her son or her daughter to yeah. go into the camps, right? <clears throat> but in the movie, what's so great about the movie is that you realize, because I think her character's Polish, 
that because yeah. she's saying Poland was in just... the present in the movie that, oh, we were against the Nazis and da, da, da. But then as you go back in time, you realize that her father was anti-Semitic and used to give very anti-Semitic speeches yeah. in support of Hitler. <coughs> but when Hitler invaded Poland, they were like, get in that camp. Like, we don't care about you. Yeah. So they were com- yeah. not only complicit, but they were also uh, supportive, supportive. Helped of make the it hate. Happen. Yeah. And it reminds me of a lot of the people who voted for um, 45 um, and because they're not only complicit, but maybe they agree with some of the stuff he's saying. Yeah. And then when the travel ban went in, the Muslim travel mm-hmm. ban, some of these people got trapped and they were like my parents voted for him yep and they got trapped yep and they were stuck and they that's what makes to their home yeah that's what makes sophie's choice so good because when you're watching it you think it's about one thing and because she's in a relationship with the jewish man in the present with uh what's my boy name kevin klein i love kevin klein oh i love him so much um fish called wanda look it up um (laughs) i love him so much uh but so in the movie you're like oh this poor polish lady and then it's revealed you're like that bitch agreed with hitler you know, i never saw that movie because and I that's can't what handle it, it she gets but. caught so that's why at the end of the movie when that scene comes up it's so powerful yeah because she got herself in that position because she was like i'm one of you and they and the nazis are like we all know you bitch yep yeah so, i mean that's the thing like and that's the thing with anyone who who fights on who supports a side of hate yeah. and a side the side of ignorance and or who's side- complicit people who don't do anything <coughs> right i think they're i think people who don't do anything because it's one thing if you're like yeah that's I mean, my god i'm i you know i'm jewish i grew up with yeah. a jewish school and and i remember learning that you know part of like we, we had like morality mm-hmm. we learned morality more than we learned math um <laughs> and uh one of the things they would say was that passivity is just as bad as doing bad things. So if you watch, as I will teach yep. my children, if you watch someone make fun of someone else, if you don't say anything to that person, yep. if you don't try to protect that kid making fun of, it's like you're picking on them. Yeah. We have so, to stand up for one another. <coughs> You know, exactly. I'm a big ally of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, if a person gets attacked walking down the street, for who they are. Yeah, no. All of us have a problem. We all have a problem. Our society is hurt. You know. Our whole society is hurt. Yeah. And so we all have to protect each other. And that's just... So that's what she... That's what makes her notorious in the sense that she reminds me of those women who are like, I just, you right. know, like gone with the wind is problematic. Exactly. It's problematic It's why people. I give no shits for her. You know. Even though she... It's not like she was like, yeah, go kill those Jews. She, she remained ignorant. Yeah. Willfully and ignorant. Y- I'm sorry, but that's... You know what? And you had you had yeah. access to fucking Hitler because it's like death and destruction and chaos. And she's like, I just want my boyfriend to and come like and give the me the most kiss. suffering person in all of Germany. I, I knew that was gonna get I, you. I just, I just, okay. You know, there there are thoughts in my head, and they they're they're gonna be vo- they're gonna yeah. okay. So there, yeah. You you yeah. know you know. I know I know. So. um are you okay? Wow, I'm okay? okay. I'm okay. Thank you for doing her. Yeah. She had to be done. She had to be done. I'd been thinking about her. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, next week. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, I, I I took that one for the team. Appreciate it. I was like, you know, I have obviously some um, <clears throat> distance from the subject, you know. Like, then, yeah. Yeah, but that's true. Equally, but still, like. 
yeah. as a human. It was hard for me to research it, though. I won't yeah. lie. I was looking this up. I was like, this bitch, I want to strangle her. Yeah. Like, fucking bitch. But we had uh, child killers, <laughs> women who've killed their own children. So I was like, you know. No, it's true. Like, yeah. it's not. It's just something about it that feels yeah. very close yeah oh no you of know. course yeah so i was like I, I'll, I'll cover her because that's what the show is all about you yep. know so yep. all right guys that wraps it up for another episode of notorious women podcast remember to follow us on twitter at notorious wm pod facebook page notorious wm pod patreon page is patreon.com slash notorious women how many thousands of dollars you want to give us what? We'll take as many 50. thousands of dollars you want to yeah. give. And us. maybe I'll get some German lessons. Right. You know, we could use that. Margaret Kessen. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to die. I know. So, <laughs> so remember uh, to follow us there and support us. Um, honestly, yeah. though, in all seriousness, patreon.com slash notorious women. Our email address, if you want to send us uh, send us the correct if pronunciation. You, if you want to send us like, connect, you know, like links to like how to pronounce German words. <laughs> you can send that to yeah. notoriouswmpod at gmail.com. Our Instagram, as always, is notorious women podcast. And all right, guys, we will see you next week. That's right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.